Welcome to the Blockchain Hustle, where I take a look at some interesting plays of how blockchain technology is opening up new business vistas across multiple industries. Hi everyone, this is Meenu Sareen and welcome to another episode of the podcast Blockchain Hustle. Now we've been looking at a few methods by which the token projects, they can address the velocity problem that is reducing the token velocity. And this would thus help them to increase the value of their token. Now, there are a few methods and I have gone through a few of them in the last couple of episodes. But just as a quick listing, we have work token model, the BME, which is your balance, burn and mint equilibrium, profit share, buy burn mechanism, stake functions in the protocol, gamification, and becoming a store of value. Now, we had covered the work token model and the BME model in the last couple of episodes. And in this episode, I would delve into a few more. So let's first start with the profit share, the profit share and the buy burn mechanism. Now, the basic or the underlying tenet out here is that you distribute your project's cash flow, your token projects, uh, you distribute the cash flow to your token holders. And it's actually very similar to when you're holding equities. The When you hold the equities, you're also incentivized to hold on to them by getting a cash flow in terms of the dividend. So on the profit share, in this mechanism, you provide your token with a yield. And thus, you are actually turning your token into an asset, a yield-giving asset. And this asset would then generate a cash flow. So here, as the market price of your token decreases, the yield would go up. And the market participants will buy the token for the yield. And therefore, they would buy the token and they will hold it. And therefore, by holding the token, they are reducing the token velocity. The second one is the buy burn mechanism. Now, this was first introduced by Vitalik Buterin and the project uses a part of its cash flow to buy back some of the tokens. And once the token, some of the tokens are bought back, they are burnt. That is, they are sent they're uh, sent to an address which does not nobody has the key of and basically you're taking those tokens out of circulation. So you are buying back some of the tokens and burning them. So this would reduce the supply of the token and therefore it increases the value of the token, the price of your token. Then another one is staking. Now staking is locking up your asset which is your tokens in this case. And this includes the proof of stake for getting your network consensus. Now, what happens in the proof of stake is that the block validators, they lock up some of their coins as stakes or deposit. And each block is generated, it's created in a deterministic manner basis the stake. And the block creation reward then gets shared amongst the participants, which is uh, in proportion to their stake. It's like, it's a kind of like a lottery. The more lottery tickets you have, 
the higher is the probability of you winning. So it's just something like that. And it is a green consensus protocol. However, there are more reasons to stake your token apart from generating a network consensus. So for example, you have a platform called Funfair. It's a, uh, it's a platform for online casinos. So what happens in that case when a user wins big, really big, then you need to have, the platform needs to have sufficient funds to, for this likelihood of the user winning big. So locking up the tokens is also incentivized, locking up your tokens for staking. The other method we have is called gamification. So this is another uh, method by which the platforms can incentivize people to hold the tokens. Now remember, the more, the longer you hold the token, the token price would increase accordingly. So when you are incentivizing people to hold your tokens, basically is that it is that you're giving priority to your token holders who have held their tokens for a longer time. So for example, uh, you could have some ticketing platforms which give priority to the customers who have held their tokens for a longer time. So it's something like you hold a minimum of X tokens for uh, Y days, for example. So if you do that, you will get some kind of an incentive. So this is a part of gamification. Now, there's another example, which I would, uh, I'd like to show as comes after gamification, and that is YouNow. Now, YouNow is a US broadcasting service. And this service lets users stream their online video content. And a community token called props is used here. So you now is a decentralized app and it uses props. And there are other D apps too, which use the same community token called props. Now props gives a financial stake in you now network and the prop holders, they can also get access to some new service or bonuses, for example. Now, you now rewards people for holding this community token props. So for example, if you are a creator and you hold a certain number of props and you have held them for a long time, then you're more likely to rank a higher content uh, rating. So holding your props, holding more props makes the holders more discoverable. So you're turning this holding of your token into a kind of a game and these measures help to increase the whole time and thus the value of your token, the token price. Another method is let your token become a store of value. Now this is, a, this is a, one of the ways in which market acceptance, it plays a very big role. So if there is a high expectation that, hey, this token's price is going to appreciate, then people are more likely to hold this token instead of selling it, selling it for some product or for some service. And this then becomes a speculative game rather than just fixes the intrinsic utility of that token. And another reason for holding the tokens is expecting that its value will be stable. And when we talk like that, it is mainly on 
the stablecoin blockchain projects. So as a wrap up, what I have done over the last few episodes, three or four episodes, is to take a look at a few methodologies by which the token project holders, they can uh, increase the value of the token by reducing the velocity or increasing the hold time of the token. So let me just sum it up again. So some of the ways are the work token model, the BME, which is your balance, burn and mint equilibrium, profit share by burn mechanism, uh, by staking functions in a protocol, by gamification, and lastly, by becoming a store of value. So these are the ways by which the token project holders, they can help towards increasing the price of the token. So I hope you have found this episode useful and not just this episode, the previous episodes also on that same theme. And if you do have any comments to share or some ideas, please feel free to contact me. And I do look forward to having you in my next episode. Till then, stay safe. Thank you. You've been listening to The Blockchain Hustle. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, please do leave a short review, like it, share it, download it, subscribe to it. What should I talk about next? Please do let me know your suggestions by writing to me at minu at vlsiconsultancy.com or through any of the other contact channels as shared in the episode notes. Thanks.